I'm overviewing how you can start a successful business, and I'm going to be sharing my journey with Recloseted, as well as the lessons I've learned along the way. So make sure you tune in. Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing clothing brand, or making a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted. Each week, I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. For episodes 136 and 137 of our Recloseted Radio podcast, I did two-part CEO confessions for our four-year birthday reflection, and I talked about business lessons and learnings I've had over the past four years. And we got a lot of questions around the beginning of our journey, and I know that a lot of you might be looking to start a sustainable fashion brand or your own conscious business. So in this episode, I'm going to detail my learnings and my journeys from the early days. And then if you want to go back and listen to the later years and more recent learnings, then make sure you go back and listen to episode 136 and 137 if you haven't already. And speaking about launching a sustainable fashion brand, if you're ready to launch a successful slow fashion brand that makes at minimum $20,000 upon launching, then make sure you register for my free jam-packed masterclass in September. You can find out more information and save your spot at www.recloseted.com masterclass, and the link will also be in the show notes. At this masterclass, you are going to get the exact roadmap to go from idea to 20k plus launch. And in particular, I'm going to be sharing my secret strategies around how to design high quality and beautiful products, even if you don't have a fashion background. I'm also going to be sharing our tried and true system to source sustainable materials and manufacturers, even if you don't have connections in the fashion industry. And then last but certainly not least, you're going to get the exact plan and strategy to build a community of customers that are super engaged and ready to buy from you so that when you do launch, there's not crickets and you make at minimum $20,000. I am not holding back in this masterclass, so make sure you save your spot. And we have limited spots available for the masterclass just because the tech platform we're using has limitations. So make sure you have the correct date and time slot on the masterclass page. The time slots will automatically be converted to your time zone. So just make sure that all looks good. Sign up for a time slot that works for you. And then when it's time for the masterclass, I do recommend showing up at least five minutes in advance just so you get in. And for folks that attend live, I am going to be giving away five consulting intensives. So the consulting intensives, as you know, they're priced at $6.98. So if you attend live, you'll get a chance to get one of those. And there's just going to be so much I'm going to be explaining and deep diving in in the masterclass. I could not be more excited. So again, for more information and to sign up, visit recloseted.com slash masterclass. Now let's get started on the episode. So if you have decided that you want to start a sustainable fashion brand or you're starting a sustainable or conscious company, the first decision is to really start and then commit to that decision because a lot of people will say they want to do it, but then they will sit on an idea or they'll just daydream about it, but they never really take action. And I really want you to make that decision to start and then commit to it. I'm not going to lie. It is hard, but it is 1000% worth it. 
I will say that entrepreneurship in recent years has become quite glamorized with the nomadic lifestyle and the freedom to be your own boss. And yes, there's all those perks, but then also it's a lot of work. And so just make sure you're going into this for the right reasons. And I just want to emphasize too that it is so glamorized and epitomized, but it is not for everyone. And so if you're someone that enjoys working for someone else and you enjoy the stability of having a nine to five job and that's what makes you happy, then that is totally fine. Not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur. And so just making sure that you're starting this business for the right reasons and also you're comfortable putting in the work and knowing that your business may not take off for the first, second, or even third year and you're going to be okay with that. That being said, though, if you're someone that is currently at a nine to five job or you're doing something that just is sucking the soul and the life out of you and you feel like you're rotting away in your cubicle at work and you have dreams and aspirations of starting your own thing and business that's aligned with your passion and your values and you really want to take charge of your career, then by all means, I would 100% dive into entrepreneurship and really trying and putting yourself out there because that's where I was at. I've talked about self-funding and side hustling recloseted before, but at my previous job, I just felt like I was I was just dying on the inside. I was just rotting away in my cubicle and really questioning life and going through that whole quarter life crisis that a lot of people go through. And so if that's you, then make the decision to start and really commit to it as well. Don't be wishy-washy. Once you're in, you are all in. And that's the only way to take your business off. And the only way to really make it successful is if you're all in and you give it your all. And one tip I always tell our clients and also members of our community is to know going into it that it is going to be hard and you're going to face challenges but you're going to need to keep persevering because as soon as you give up, that's when you actually fail. And in my opinion, there's no such thing as failures. There's just learning points and data points and you don't really fail until you give up. And so you need to know your why throughout this entire process. And I've talked about this before on the podcast and on a new YouTube channel. And you're probably sick of me saying this, but it is so important because you need to know why you're doing this, why it's important to you so that when you do face challenges, you can keep going. And so for me personally, I always write my why down on post-it notes and then I stick them everywhere so I can see them and remind myself of them. And I always tell our clients to do the same thing too. So you can write down your why on post-it notes right now. You can pause this podcast episode and then I would stick it on your computer, stick it in your office, stick it in your bathroom mirror, in your car, on your fridge, literally everywhere you frequent every single day so that it is really reinforced in your conscious and subconscious mind while you're doing this. And then when something does happen, it doesn't completely throw you off track and you can focus on why you're doing this and you can keep going. Now that you've decided if entrepreneurship is going to be for you and you've also committed to actually diving headfirst into this whole process and doing the damn thing, I wanted to share my journey starting Recloseted as well as lessons I've learned along the way. And you may have seen this on Instagram. We posted an Instagram carousel that I believe the first page was like, go live your dream life or something along those lines. But we're going to share it in our stories if you listen to this podcast episode when it first comes out so you can see it in visual format as well. But that posted really well and resonated with a lot of different people. So I'm so glad. I kind of felt a little bit of vulnerability hangover because I really put myself out there with that post. But I'm going to do the same in this podcast episode just because I always want to help our community. And I know a lot of people resonated with that post. 
So like I alluded to, about five years ago, I was working at a nine to five job and this job looked great on paper. I graduated from university with a Bachelor of Commerce and it was one of the jobs that people were kind of like, oh, that's great. Like you went to school and now you're working at this big corporation and that's great. And it was it was good for like the first six months. You know how when you first start a job, you, you're like kind of drinking the Kool-Aid and everything's new and fresh and you're like bushy-tailed and all that stuff. But quickly into it, I really realized that I I was learning a lot and it was great from a career development perspective, but I didn't fully align with the choices that upper management was making. And I also didn't fully align with the fact that I was doing this work to you know, like it was, it was really just all about like giving value back to the shareholders and making sure that like all that different stuff. And so I don't want to get into it, but all this to say is that it didn't fully align with my values and I didn't feel great doing the work that I was doing. And because of that, and because of the fact that I'm a very purpose-driven person, that's just who I am, I quickly felt really empty inside. And I really felt like every single day when I went to work, I was just rotting away in my cubicle. And yes, I was doing really highly impactful projects projects that were you know contributing millions and millions of dollars to the business and like doing all these things and learning so much but at the same time I just didn't relate or resonate with what I was doing on a day-to-day basis and it was such a weird dichotomy to be in and I quickly felt really just like really lost and like I didn't really know what I was doing because in school you're really fed this narrative of getting a good job and then climbing the corporate ladder and doing all this stuff and At least the school I went to, entrepreneurship wasn't really talked about as much. And I think that things are changing now, but that's just the situation when I was in school. And so I was at this nine to five job. I was learning a lot from a skill set perspective, but not really filling my own cup in terms of the purpose and the impact I wanted to make. And then because of that, I feel like I started living on autopilot and really starting to ignore my feelings and started to numb myself unknowingly just because this is what I thought was quote unquote success and what I should be doing. And my parents immigrated to Canada and they sacrificed so much to give me the privilege and the opportunity to live my best life and to go out and pursue my dreams. And it just felt like this made them proud. And so I should be proud of it. You know what I mean? And so there was all that going on. And then in my personal life too, I was in a relationship that at the time served me and this this guy is great. He has a really great heart and I don't want to wish him, you know, any bad things or anything like that. But I think that looking back now, that relationship wasn't good for me or for him and it wasn't a very healthy relationship. And at the time, I was very blissfully ignorant of it because I had numbed myself across the board, right? Like with my career, with my personal life, and I was just on autopilot doing things I thought I should be doing and doing things I thought society basically tells you to do, you know? And when you're feeling really lost in life and you've numbed yourself, you almost blindly follow what other people are doing or what the majority of society is doing, like working a nine to five job, all these things, because you just don't know better for yourself. And at the time, I hadn't learned how to listen to my intuition. I hadn't learned how to listen to what I want. And so I was just taking this roadmap 
that society and everyone else around me was doing and I just incorporated it for myself without even evaluating if it was you know, it was, if it was for me. And that's, again, why I felt so empty and so lost inside. And at the time, I believe I was like 22 or 23. And so that was totally fine for that age because a lot of people don't know what they're doing in their early 20s. And that's totally fine. You're experimenting, you're doing a bunch of different things and you're figuring it out. But that being said, I am someone that doesn't like to just wallow and self-pity and just feel shitty all the time. And so I decided to try to do something about my career and really take my life into my own hands. And at the time, I needed money and I needed to be able to support myself. So I stayed at the job, but I tried to find career fulfillment and try to do something that would make me happy outside of my work. And so that's when Recloseted basically started. And I didn't formally make it a business until about a year later, but I started doing a lot of research around sustainable fashion, through courses, through different podcasts, through blog posts, through talking to people in the industry locally, going to conferences, all this different stuff. I just started self-educating and teaching myself. And it all started because I got a really bad skin rash from a polyester shirt. And I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, actually, but I got a really bad skin rash and I was like, what is going on? And I wore this shirt to work and I thought it was kind of ignorant, but I thought it was like a kind of a silky material, which is why I bought it. But then when I actually looked at the tag later, I realized it was basically polyester and I googled what was in polyester. And as a lot of you know, it's oil and petrochemicals and all this, all this great stuff, you know, and we wouldn't go to the gas station and put oil all over our body. So like, why are we wearing it? But that's, you know, a tangent I'm going on. And so that just really led me down a rabbit hole. And I watched the True Cost documentary, which I've talked about on the podcast as well, and just read so many books and started self-educating myself. And the thing that really sparked something inside of me is the fact that there was such a big dichotomy for me between what we're seeing on a day-to-day basis in the fashion industry, like the glitz and the glamour and the fashion weeks and all the nice hauls that people are doing. Like it's all like the nice glamorous side of fashion. And then the real truth behind our clothing is that there's awful materials being used. There's people not getting paid a living wage or even a fair wage or a minimum wage and working in unsafe working conditions. There's so much textile waste going to our landfills. It's mind-boggling. And There's just so many different problems and it really sparked something inside of me because I was very ignorant. I had no idea this was all happening. And then when I talked to people around me, they were also equally as ignorant, if not baffled by this. And so I just found it so just so mind boggling that all of this was happening, but no one was really talking about it in my immediate circle and even my extended circle. So I was like, I need to do something about this. And it really sparked that passion in me. And that's when I really figured out my why, because I love nature so much. I was born and raised in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and we have gorgeous mountains and oceans. And so I love hiking. I love snowboarding. And to be able to do all these things, we need to take care of the environment. And I'm also equally as passionate about fashion. And so I wanted to figure out how to marry the two and how to continue to be you know, somewhat conscious and sustainable with fashion, but then also make sure that it's not having too much of a toll on the environment. And so with that first year, I really just started educating myself, hosting clothing swaps locally, 
I also started gathering research for our handbook that is now able to be purchased. And side note, writing a book is definitely no joke. And I think looking back now, I would have probably done a course rather than a book. But anyways, we have the book, we have the handbook, and I started writing it about five years ago. And in my spare time, that's what I did. And I would go to work nine to five and I would feel kind of empty inside. But then I knew that I had this passion project on the side. And I feel like that really brought me back to life. And I would work on it after work. I would work on it on the weekends. And even though it was really tiring, and even though I burnt out a few times during that first year, it gave me a lot of purpose. And I think that sense of purpose gave me a lot of hope as well so that I could keep going and keep trying to figure out what I was meant to do. And then about a year later of doing Recloseted on the side and really treating it like a passion project and something I just wanted to work on after hours, I then decided to consciously turn it into a business and decide to monetize it and be able to support myself with it. And again, I was still at this nine to five job, so it wasn't like I needed money immediately. And I think that for our clients that are starting a sustainable fashion brand, I always recommend self-funding either through savings and or supplemental income like from a nine to five job or freelance work or contractor work because it can really teach you how to be a resourceful and really successful business person. And I don't regret anything. I think that it's taught me so much and I have a really strong sense of pride that my business is entirely self-funded. But at the time, I decided to take the steps to just make it an actual business and figure out how to monetize it. And the beauty of starting a business and not needing to make money right away gives you a competitive advantage that I feel like a lot of other businesses don't have because you can make decisions that are in the best frame of mind for your business, but also for your community. Because at the end of the day, everything goes back to your community and to your customers and figuring out how you can best serve them. So I gave away a lot of free value and we still do with our podcast, our YouTube, all our different resources. And that's important to me. But I also started working pro bono or for free with sustainable local brands. And again, I didn't need the money, but I needed, you know, like some sort of outlet for my career to feel like I was doing something. And then at the same time, I also wanted to experiment and get that experience to figure out if I could actually do this and if this was viable. And so I worked for free for I think like six to eight months with local brands and I loved it so much. I realized that the work that I was doing for free, I would love to do for the rest of my life and actually turn it into my job. And so I challenged myself to figure out how I could actually do that. And I then turned Recloseted into a consulting agency and then started to slowly put the bricks and the pieces together to make that happen. And so I did more investment and that's why I also think it's great to self-fund and have supplemental income because you always want to invest in your learning and development. And so I enrolled in work programs, higher education, courses, set out amazing mentors. And also at that point too, I had published the Recloseted Handbook, Your Sustainable Fashion Guide. And that was just a compilation of like over a year's worth of research and just data that I was compiling for my own knowledge to educate myself but then also I was like I really think something like this should exist so I just made it and I put it out there and so if you want to check it out we still have it available and since then we've also revamped it so you can check it out in the show notes the link to do so is just recloseted.com slash handbook and if you are going to check out and purchase it you can actually use code podcast for 10% off. And then from a personal relationship perspective too, we decided to break up and that was really difficult for me because 
after we broke up, I started realizing a bunch of things. And I think that often happens when you're out of something, you look back and you're like, hmm, I don't think that was what I thought it was. And I I really feel like when you're in love, you kind of look at things from rose tinted lenses. And again, I wish him nothing but the best. I think he's a great guy and he has a great heart, but that relationship just wasn't serving me. And I also don't think it was serving him as well. And so I ended that relationship and then I also began my own self-discovery journey and I started going to therapy. And I have an amazing counselor slash therapist. She is the reason why I've been able to be as successful as I have been. But I realized that I had been numbing myself and I hadn't been listening to myself. And so I started this journey of figuring out how I could do that and So I booked a silent meditation retreat and that is exactly what it sounds like. I went to some island near me and we didn't talk for three days. So almost 72 hours. Although I think the first day it was, yeah, the first day was flexible. So it was really around like 48 hours of silence and I had never done anything like that before where you just sit there and you're just in your mind and you just journal. But the meditation teacher I went with, she's amazing and it was really facilitated so it didn't feel as scary. But at that retreat, I definitely came out of it a different person because it was the first time where I really sat in my thoughts. I really tried to figure out and process my emotions and what I was going through instead of just always avoiding it. And that's when I really realized that from a career perspective, I really want to take Recloseted seriously. I want to do the damn thing. But then also from a personal perspective, I want to be very intentional with my relationships and who I let into my life. And after I started really developing that relationship with myself and fostering trust and really leaning into that as woo-woo and as wishy-washy as it seems, my business really took off. And I really think it's because as a business owner, strategy is so important, but mindset's almost 80% of the whole game. Like, 20% is strategy and then 80% is mindset because if you think about it, you can have the best strategy in the world, but if you don't have the ability to execute to it because you're scared of success or if you don't feel like you're worthy of success or you don't feel good enough, then you're probably going to half-ass everything and you're going to keep yourself back. So it's really important to work on your mindset and all the different things that are going on in your life. And so I really essentially cracked myself open, looked at everything that was there and dealt with it and It's not to say I fully dealt with everything now, but it's a continuous process. And I think that in this journey in entrepreneurship, you get to learn so much about yourself. It's it's wild and I would not change it for anything as someone that's very growth orientated and I love self-development. This has been such a cool journey. However, it's not easy, right? So going back to your why, you really need to know why you're doing this. And so all this to say, that happened about four years ago. And then across the next year, I really kept building Recloseted up and I started charging for services. I started working with amazing brands all over the world. We also started this podcast three years ago, which is crazy. And then I also started speaking at multiple events as well about sustainable fashion because I really wanted to raise awareness and educate folks. And so that was really cool. And then we continued to host workshops and clothing swaps to really move the slow fashion movement forward. Throughout this entire process, though, burnout was so real. It was almost like this cloud of exhaustion was just hanging over me 24-7 because at this point, I was still working my 9-to-5 job so that I could support myself and then reinvest all the profits and earnings from Recloseted back into the business. And throughout this whole process, that meant that I was basically working like 
I don't even know, like 14 hour days, seven days a week. It was wild. But again, I loved it. And I don't think that from a work perspective, like there's there's a lot of mentors I've had where they're like, oh my God, that was wild. But then also I've had some mentors be like, yes, that was wild, but also what you needed to do at the time. So like, don't beat yourself up over it. And also, you know, just because people say that you shouldn't work 14 hours a day doesn't mean that if you need to, you need to feel bad about it. And so the one thing I will say is that at the beginning of building a business, you are gonna have to put in the work and it is gonna take time. And if you don't have budget to hire someone to take things off your plate, then that means you're going to have to do it. But that being said, that doesn't mean you have to burn out. You can still do it in a way where you take care of yourself. And it's about listening to yourself and trying to figure out what you can do to not make yourself too overwhelmed. And it's definitely a dance. It's definitely easier said than done. But some of the things that have really helped me is just knowing that I need to sleep. And that is free, right? Like you don't have to pay to go to some like meditation retreat or go to the spa. Like you can just literally sleep enough hours so that you can recover. And then I also find that trying to stay active, even though it's hard and even though you feel like you don't have time for it, just even like a walk or just like a 10 minute ab workout, like whatever you need to do to kind of try to take care of yourself and obviously try to eat and fuel your body with good things like that can also help from a burnout perspective. But it's really important to listen to yourself. And from a personal perspective, I also lived with my parents and this is something that in where I live is kind of normal just because housing prices and rent is like so extremely expensive in Vancouver. And so I lived at my parents' house to save money and reinvest it back into me closeted. And I'm really grateful that they allowed me to do that and they gave me the space for that. And I also met my current partner and Going through this self-discovery journey, I was really putting in a lot of work to, again, like crack myself open, look at everything and, you know, piece everything back together. And throughout this entire journey, I got really, really, really clear on what I was looking for in a partner and what I wanted our relationship to look like and what I wanted to get out of it and how I wanted to feel and all this stuff. And I'm very type A, as a lot of you can probably know. And if you work with me, you also know that. And so I made a list of like 50 things I was looking for and this is something that a friend of mine told me to do because you know when you're dating and you first meet someone and you're swept off your feet and you're just head over heels for them and from an emotional perspective you're just totally in the clouds but from a logical perspective you sometimes forget like okay does this person have the same values as me do they have the same aspirations in life as me are they going the same direction like you kind of forget all those things so anyways I wrote a list of 50 things I was looking for and so I started dating and putting myself back out there again and I met my current partner and it was like, it was crazy because I told my girlfriends at the time, I was like, I think I manifested him because he met, I think, 48 out of 50 of the things I was looking for. And to this day, it still bothers him that he like it was not 50 out of 50, but I was like, dude, this is like really good already. And anyways, this is not a relationship or dating podcast, but I just wanted to share that, you know, like when you intentionally look at yourself and you figure out what you want and you kind of put in the work to figure out what you also deserve and what you're looking for the universe can meet you halfway and even though it sounds woo-woo and wishy-washy I really do believe that I put in the work and I really was intentional about what I was looking for and that's why we have such a beautiful relationship now and he's really taught me what love truly means and what a healthy and compassionate and 
truly supportive relationship also looks like. And for that, I am so grateful. And I'm always, always, always telling friends and people I know just to not settle and make sure that you are in the best possible relationship possible because your relationship, as much as it's your personal life, it bleeds into your career and to your business too, right? Like you need someone that is gonna be there for you. You need someone that can emotionally support you. You need someone that is 110% in your corner and going to be cheering you on. So it is really important as an entrepreneur to make sure you're surrounded by amazing people, be it your partner, be it your friends, be it your parents or You know, you just need to make sure your support network is so strong. And that happened about three years ago. And then throughout the next year, we released our first program to launch more successful, sustainable fashion brands. And it went really well. And it was really cool to be able to take our impact from one to one to one to many now. And then I also started hiring and outsourcing and managing team members. And this was really cool because I had never done that before. Like even in my nine to five job, I capped out at a senior position, but I was never in a manager position. And so I learned on the fly, read books, listened to podcasts, talked to entrepreneurial friends and mentors. But I really think management is something you just need to learn through experience. And you also need to figure out what your style is because you need to make sure you're leading in accordance with your values. And so that was really cool. And then COVID hit, as we know. So that was honestly really scary because it was my first time just seeing the world shut down like that. But then also my first time running a business through a global pandemic. And I know for a lot of people, it was very similar as well. And I really learned how to stay flexible and to stay calm and really trust that everything would work out. And throughout that entire process, I also gained a lot of self-awareness and have now just gained a lot of tools around how to have the courage to build a plan around uncertainty and how to be okay with it and just trust that it's going to work out. And for someone as type A and as OCD as I am, it was difficult, but it definitely taught me a lot. And throughout this entire process, I also got a lot of clarity around what I wanted with my life and started to have the courage to build a plan around it because I really, truly wanted to start living a life that I was screaming at myself internally that I wanted. And because I had finally now started listening to myself, I had a vision and I knew exactly what that looked like. But I was still really scared about fully taking the plunge because I had taken steps towards building my dream life, as cheesy as that sounds, but you know, I had taken my career into my own hands by starting my own business that was aligned with my values and I was passionate about. I had intentionally sought out and found an amazing partner and worked on a relationship. I had also been so intentional with my friendships and everyone that I have in my life now that's a close friend, like they're my ride or dies and I I just, I love them so much and the support network I have now is just phenomenal and amazing and I'm so grateful for that. But from my grand scheme of things, I also wanted to build something where I had a sense of freedom and I wanted to travel and I wanted to explore, but I had no idea how to make that work. And there was just like a lot of things going on where I felt like I needed to just continuously tweak and change for me to be able to live my best life. I know, I feel like I'm just a walking Pinterest quote board right now in this episode, but you know, it was, it took a lot of time, right? So that was about two years ago. 
And then last year, we released our second program to successfully scale sustainable fashion brands. We continued to work with clients all over the world and got them results. We got some really exciting press coverage. So I was interviewed on TV, which was wild. We were published in a newspaper. We were in various online articles. And then the pandemic was still going on. It was like literally never ending, as all of you know. So just continue to stay calm, stay flexible and stay agile. And then to my previous point around wanting freedom, wanting to travel and all that stuff, it was a little vague, but basically I wanted to figure out how to take Recloseted internationally and also split my time between Vancouver where I'm based and also London because my partner is doing his master's there right now and working there and we've always wanted to live abroad and we have a few European clients as well and we want to build up a clientele there. So anyways, we started the process and I really started taking it seriously to figure out how we could do that and it's taken about a year but today, present day, I am finally in a place where I feel like Everything in my life is exactly as it should be. And I have this amazing sense of peace that I have never felt before. And I was talking to my therapist about this because like I've never felt this way before. It's just this sense of calm where I feel like everything is exactly how it should be. And it doesn't mean that it's perfect by any means, but it just means that everything is exactly the way it should be and that's okay. And I don't feel the need to want to change anything because I just feel the sense of calm and the sense of peace. And I know that it's not going to last forever. And my goal is not to have this feeling forever because, you know, things always change. But I did want to say all of this because from going from being miserable in a job that I hated to now being in a place where I'm so wildly thankful and grateful for my career and for what I do on a daily basis, like it took me five years right? Like this doesn't happen overnight. And I just want to show you that once you start to get quiet and you get intentional about what you want and you start to act in accordance with those goals, everything will fall into place, but you need to continue to chip away at it and know that it doesn't happen overnight. It's not going to change in just a year or two years. Like for me personally, I had to do the work, crack myself open and build myself up again. And it took five years and it's going to continue to take another five, 10, 15 years because we're on it. Like we're just on this evolving journey of making sure we continuously improve ourselves. And if you're listening up to this point, I just wanted to give you a big thank you because it's because of you that I get to call this my job. And I have the absolute honor and privilege of working with some of the most talented, passionate, and genuinely amazing people that I call our clients. And I'm just so privileged to be able to work with them. And I also have an amazing team at Recloseted as well. And I'm grateful for every single one of them. And it's just been so amazing and so wild this journey called entrepreneurship and the fact that I get to call this my job is just amazing and so I just wanted to thank you and just know that I am in your corner our entire team is in your corner cheering you on it is not going to be easy like I talked about the beginning of this episode but when you decide that you no longer want to settle in the one life you have and you're ready to take that plunge and you're ready to take that change and you're committed to it, know that we're going to meet you on the other side. We have so many free resources for you like this podcast, our YouTube channel, our free ebooks. And so make sure you leverage them because the reason why we do them is because I just really wish I had resources like that when I was starting out. But then 
also, I just want to make sure that you're equipped so that you can really succeed because entrepreneurship is hard as it is. And so get the strategies, but also make sure you work on your own mindset as well, right? Because like I said, mindset's about 80%. And so you really want to make sure you crack yourself open and you piece yourself back together again, because if you don't, it is definitely going to come back and bite you in the ass. So make sure you do that. And also, I am not sharing all of this to brag because that's not why I'm doing this. I'm really doing this to, again, show you that it takes time, it takes effort, but if you consciously and intentionally set up your life in this manner, you can build your dream life, as cheesy as it sounds. It can be within your reach, and it's 100% worth the effort as well. So with that being said, I really wanted to say, you know, stop settling. This is your one life. You are in control. Screw what society tells you is successful or what your friends tell you is successful or even your family. Do what makes you feel fulfilled. Get quiet, get deep, and really figure out what that looks like for you so that you can also experience the sense of peace that I have right now. Like, I really wish that everyone could experience what I'm feeling, and I really wish that everyone could live their lives in accordance with their values and what they really want. And so please, please, please take the time to figure it out and then commit to it. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you are ready to launch your dream sustainable fashion brand and you know you want it to be successful and make at minimum $20,000 upon launching, then make sure you register for my free jam-packed masterclass in September. You can find out more info at recloseted.com slash masterclass. I am not going to hold back. I'm going to share all of my secret strategies. So make sure you register. And like I mentioned, it is going to fill up. I'm pretty sure that spots are going to be quite tight. So make sure you join at least five minutes in advance. And then that way you should be able to get a spot. And that concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at recloseted. Make sure you subscribe to our Recloseted Radio podcast on your preferred podcast platform so that new episodes are automatically downloaded and you don't miss any of our free resources. Lastly, don't forget to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a positive review. That really helps us and continues to allow us to provide this podcast for free. Together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.